0: Time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with Registered Financial Consultant Glenn Mosseller. It's time for another Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storalt here alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro with an office on Mears Chapel Road. Find us online by going to Greensboro Glenn, this is not just your typical podcast today. It's actually a very exciting one. We're going to be talking about demographics, and we were looking at these statistics and wondering what they're going to tell us about retirement, and you know, they jog, I think, a bunch of interesting questions. But while we're in that statistical mode, there is another statistic, a milestone, if you will, that you have reached. This is your 100th Retirement Roadmap podcast. Congratulations, sir.
1: All right, Walter. Well, thank you very much. No, It's been a pleasure. I I enjoyed getting together with you and sharing ideas and talking about uh, all the different things that come up in retirement. And I know folks are out there listening and uh, we appreciate you and and we're glad we're able to uh, offer you this each and every week and give you additional things to think about and ways to plan for your retirement. I wonder how many out there, how many of you
0: have perfect attendance? Like back in elementary school, Glenn, you know, there was always that one or two kids at the end of the year at the award ceremony. They're giving out, you know, top marks in this class, best grade in this class, best all around, this and that, all these different, you know, awards. And then they give the perfect attendance award. And I was always amazed at two things. One, that somebody could somehow go to school every single day of the year and not miss a day. But then on on the exact same coin, how there were never more than just one or two people who did it. You know, it was kind of one like, of those things where, like, personally, I'm like— Gosh, I would always miss a day because we'd go on vacation. We'd take Fridays off to go to the beach every once in a while. I mean, it was just going to be impossible the way my family did things that, you know, there were going to be Fridays I was going to miss. And, you know, you get sick once a year, that kind of thing. So, from yeah. my personal perspective, I always, always like, How can somebody do that? But then when they were only one or two out of an entire school, you'd be like, how come there aren't more? And so it's impressive. (laughs) That's right. I'm wondering who of our podcast audience has perfect attendance. Have you listened to all 100 episodes? If not, go back. You've got plenty of content to tap into. And if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, well... You're here on number 100. Start dialing backwards, and you can find out all sorts of great information as well. Well, we talked about the demographic statistics. They can sometimes make your head spin, just like the fact that Glenn's got 100 episodes under the belt now. But sometimes they give us some helpful insight into how others approach financial and retirement planning. Want to look at some intriguing demographics that we came across in the not-too-distant past Glenn and see what they tell us about retirement these days. One recent study showed that people over the age of 65 currently make up about 13% of our country's population. And by the year 2030, that number will have grown to 20% of the population. Without any further information, what can we learn from a statistic like that?
1: Well, Walter, I mean, that tells us a lot, right? I mean, we know that the baby boomer generation is really beginning to retire in earnest, right? We know that there's going to be more and more folks that are going to be uh, tapping Social Security and Medicare. And, you know, the government is going to have more and more folks that they're going to need to, you know, help take care of and pay those benefits out since they've been paying in their whole lives. And there's a lot to think about there. You know, how is that going to impact you as an individual, but also how is that going to impact society? Obviously, what we're seeing there is that our population is aging, right? And that's you know, not a good thing or a bad thing. It just kind of is. And we need to start thinking about, well, how are we going to deal with that? And for you as an individual, thinking in terms of, well, when are you going to tap into those benefits that you've been paying into your entire life? You know, when are you going to tap into those resources that we know as 401ks and IRAs? As well, you know, we start thinking about not only do we we have Social Security and Medicare, But when we have, you know, all these folks that have saved into the markets and into their 401ks and IRAs, there's going to be more and more money coming out. And so how is that going to impact, you know, how the markets are going to react and respond? You know, that's yet to be determined. But obviously there's, you know, when we start thinking in terms of more and more money coming out for people to have lifestyle and their spending, it's certainly going to have an impact, you know, on how the markets react, you know, and respond, especially in the coming years.
0: Yeah, it's a good one, I think, Glenn kind of harder to wrap your head around that fact in 2030 20% of the population is going to be over the age of 65 wow sticking with that theme with ages but a little bit different spin on that number a 65 year old male so somebody who has achieved that age already is expected to live to 83 but a 75 year old man so if you make it 10 more years your life expectancy actually jumps it increases with your already proven longevity up to 86. So it goes from 83 to 86 if you live that 10 extra years. For a 65-year-old female, the numbers are somewhat similar although even longer. 85 is the expectancy when you are 65 and then it's 88 once you reach the age of 75. That's a lot of numbers thrown your way, but basically there's a nice little bump and increase in longevity, even more so for women as you get older. Why are those numbers so important?
1: Well, I mean it's important Walter because you know we start thinking about, you know, well Are you going to have your resources last, right? I mean, how long are you going to live? You know, as you say, I mean, the statistics are what they are. I mean, the older you live, the older you're probably going to live, you know, beyond that. As you reach certain milestones, you know, all the studies say that, well, you're likely to live a little bit longer. And so we need to take that into account. The other thing that we start thinking more and more about, Walter, is, you know, the need for long-term care. Right. I mean, the older you get, it's very possible and, in fact, very likely that, you know, that folks have all their vital signs, you know, when you start thinking about health, very healthy and whatnot, but yet at the same time. You know, maybe it becomes a little bit harder to get around and they start needing, you know, some help with things. And the long-term care facilities, that whole industry is growing and is going to continue to grow because of that very reason. And so we have to think in terms of, well, you know, what preparation have you done for, you know, preparing for long-term care? Do you have a significant hedge for that to protect your nest egg and to protect your loved ones that you'd like to leave things to? So, you know, all those things play into, you know, the last chapters of your life and making sure that, you, you know, you make them as you want them to be. You know, you got to be mindful of what these statistics are telling us and be planning for them.
0: Yeah, That's another great point, Glenn. Now, if we're looking at statistics and demographics, it's more than just about ages as well. Sometimes we look at, you know, the dollars in this equation. The average income for folks in this age bracket we've been talking about for this particular stat will limit it to 65 to 70. Average income for people between those ages is $42,000. But the average income for people over the age of 80 is only $20,000 what do those numbers tell you?
1: Well, it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about, right, Walter, in terms of how much have you saved for retirement and how fast are you drawing it out? Is your money going to last? The other thing that it kind of tells us is sometimes, you know, folks are working a little bit longer, right? I mean, there's times when folks are still working in their mid to late 60s, maybe even as late as 70, but Maybe by the time they're 70, is it then they're really, you know, beginning to see more and more people retire by then. And some of the last holdouts that kept working for a little bit longer actually do stop. And like you say, I mean, you know, when you see that big decrease in income at age 80 on the average of being, you know, about twenty thousand dollars versus at age seventy of being forty-two. You, know, you have to ask the questions as to you know why is that, and you know across the country, and then look at your own personal situation and just you know and realize, okay, what do I have? What have I saved? If you're a bit younger than this, you know well, should I save significantly more? You know what changes do I need to make? All those things come into play, but you've really got to think in terms of, hey, Am I going to have enough money to really live the type of life that I want to have in retirement? And this is kind of a, a check, right? You know, you're going to really think about yeah. it. It's like, my goodness, am I going to be in that position at age 80? Maybe it's not 20, but maybe it's something significantly less than what you've been used to, right? You know, it, you don't have to look at these raw numbers and say, well, that's going to be me. But you want to think in terms of can you keep your lifestyle the same way that you've had it throughout your working years when you retire. And then you start thinking about different numbers than what the statistic tells us, but you start thinking about, do you wanna maintain your lifestyle throughout? And then you have start looking at those questions and saying, hey, do I have enough? Do I need to make some changes in what I'm doing in terms of my choices about lifestyle and or how long am I gonna work? Those are things that are very, very important when you're thinking about when and how you're gonna retire.
0: Yeah, it's a really good way to look at it as well, Glenn. So many different angles to consider when it comes to retirement. And these statistics sometimes peel back the curtain a little bit to give us some more information that's beneficial. One more statistic. We don't want to overwhelm you with too many numbers here, but I think this one's interesting as well. People over the age of 65 generate income in several different ways. 37% of their income is from Social Security. 37% income from working represents about 30%, so we've still got a lot of folks working after the age of 65. Pensions make up 19%. Savings and investments, very surprising here in my mind, savings and investments make up only 11% of the income for folks over 65 years old. Would you agree in that last part being surprising and what else is noticeable about these numbers?
1: Well, I mean it's kind of surprising in some sense Walter, but on the other side of the coin is that We all know that there's a lot of folks out there, you know, when we start looking at the entire population, there's a lot of people that don't really plan. I mean, most people don't save like they should. And that's something that should be kind of a warning if, you know, if you're younger and you're listening to this podcast and you start thinking, well, gosh, am I saving enough? But, you know, you really start looking at what is going to generate your income. You know, how much have you saved and how much income can that create? There's times when I meet with folks and they say, you know, well, I'm planning on retiring at such and such an age. And we start looking about, you know, well, you know, what have they saved? And, you know, we say, well, golly, you know, I mean, you, you probably need to start thinking about, you know, putting more money away. And, And sometimes that will surprise them and say, well, you know, hey, this is a lot of money. And so we have the conversation. It's like, well, yes, it's a lot of money. If we were to pile it on the desk and look at it, yes, that's a lot of money there. But you also have to think in terms of it's got to create an income stream for you for 20, 25, maybe 30 years. And when you start thinking about that, you get a different perspective on, you know, how much are you saving and is it going to be enough? It's really a different way of thinking about your money rather than, hey, I've got so much saved up in an account. It's how much income can that money produce for you throughout your life and your life expectancy and that of your spouse as well all important things to consider,
0: so many different moving parts. What's the biggest takeaway from all these numbers flying around here, Glenn, that we've gone over on the program today? I think somebody listening to this, you know, may want to go back and listen again so they can kind of catch all of those all of those different stats because I know it's hard to keep up with audio and numbers sometimes, but if we don't have time for that, what's the big takeaway we should walk away with today?
1: Well, Walter, I mean, I think it's really planning, right? I mean, you start looking at these demographics. We have certain things that we know about society and we know that, you know, when you're going to, you know, or at least a range of when you're going to retire and what you're going to need to retire and those types of things. If, if you're not really doing significant planning and knowing, you know, what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and, you know, have your entire retirement plan and your whole retirement life, you know, it's not that it's going to be super rigid, you know, on one hand. On the other hand, you want to kind of want to know where you're heading or else you're, Not going to like where you end up. And some of these statistics are warnings, or at least should be to folks, where it's like, you know, there's others that say, well, gosh, you know, I'm, you know, fortunately I've been wise or gotten good advice. And I've, you know, I've done, you know, a little bit better and I'm not going to be subject to uh, some of these things. But you really have to kind of take a look at where uh, society is going in terms of how long are you going to live? You know, how long are you expected to live? What resources do you have and how are you going to you know, put them all together so that they're most efficient for you? And if you don't do that, you know, you're know, you running an awfully big risk of you know, just not being efficient and going through your resources significantly faster than you have to.
0: Great points, as always. If you have questions for Glenn and you want to get in touch to talk about your financial situation, a couple of ways you can do that. The website's a great resource, greensbororetirement.com. Maybe that's where you're even listening to today's show greensbororetirement.com. Videos, resources, other podcasts and blogs there on the site for you to read and check out, greensbororetirement.com. You can even schedule time to meet by clicking on free consultation down at the bottom of the page. You can also call 336-291-3535 to reach Glenn directly. That's 336-291-3535. Glenn, thanks for being on the program today. Congratulations on your 100th episode, and we'll look forward to 101 next week.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Walter.
0: We'll see you soon. Sounds great. That's Glenn. I'm Walter. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon on the Retirement Roadmap.